Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Controversy upsets movies, apparently. It's all here and it's all the Oscars and it's all next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 89th Annual Academy Awards coverage here at After Buzz TV. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I am not alone. I am joined... To my immediate left, by Joel, who I should just point out, we, you were in the hallway, you had seen the whole thing, and you... After the ending, I had to rush in here. I was like, I got a fancy scarf, I'm going to try to match these two beautiful people in, that I sit in between like a fool. I'm so excited to be here, though, because what a crazy night. Uh, I'm Joel Monique, you find me all over the internet, at Joel Monique, and every week at blackgirlnerds.com. And hey, I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me at Real Zoe Hewitt. That's Z-O-E-H-E-W-I-T-T on Twitter and Instagram. And also, I was at the Night of 100 Stars viewing party earlier this evening, so maybe we'll have some chance to talk about that, too. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully. Um, typically speaking, I would start at the top and we'd work our way to the back. Yes. We cannot do that tonight. This is not a typical no. Oscars. This no. was the antithesis <laughs> to any other Oscar awards I've ever seen, so we have to start at the top. With Best Picture. Yes, we do. The Academy Award for Best Picture was between nine films. If you were to follow any sports books around, and I'll just check them, I do have graphics with that up. We do. So, if you were to be any on any of those sports books this morning, up until right before the Oscars started, if you had bet $6 on La La Land, you would have won $1. That's how big a favorite La La Land was among a field of nine movies. Second was Moonlight. Four to one. Wow. La La Land was announced the winner by Warren Beatty. Sure well, not, was. not not technically by Warren Beatty. I it's you all you moment. all you're all watching it, you all saw it. Yeah. He was handed, as far as we can tell, Emma Stone's envelope from the category before. He saw Emma Stone, he saw La La Land. He froze. Yes. Because I think he was well aware it was the, the wrong, the wrong envelope, and he just didn't know what to say, because yeah. then you'd throw someone under the bus. What if yeah. the, and not to mention, those odds, what well, if, land what land if land we're, like, running yeah. an hour over, Yeah, all these things. Live TV, and he didn't want to say, excuse me, I have the wrong envelope. envelope. Let's check. I'm pretty sure I have the wrong envelope. <laughs> and to be fair, he was probably thinking him first, because let's say he misunderstood the envelope, right. yeah. and La La Land was the winner, as we all thought the winner would be yeah. heading into tonight. And he then looks like a crazy old man yeah. screwing up the Oscars. The best picture see, nomination from the he was Oscars. I doing that thing where people get envelopes and they're like, oh, who is it? I was like, you have to be a douche right now, bro. Just say it. Like, yes. I need to know. And then, like, to hear him come back out with the story and be like, oh, no, I just wasn't sure because the envelope was wrong. I was like, this is Steve Harvey all over again. This is a mess. I was shocked, you guys. I was sitting there. I don't know if you've seen it yet. So. 
all of a sudden you see right La La Land giving the, they're giving the speech oh right God. and then I see a guy come out with a headset and I see his little tag and it's like something's wrong those here. people don't accept <laughs> Oscars they don't get up there and Steve was like right next to me and I was like something's wrong something's <laughs> wrong and he comes next to me and I was like something's wrong and I'm like freaking out the After Buzz studio had a complete meltdown you used to listen to TVs with headphones we had to turn up the volume so we could all watch around one TV and be like decipher what was happening this is maybe the craziest live moment since the Janet Jackson boob scandal <laughs> which After Buzz TV did not exist during the we Janet not, this like, was our first yes in se- what I so he announces they announce mm-hmm. La La Land as the best picture winner they do Everyone involved in La La Land walks out there, as they assumed they would. They're one of the nine Best Picture winners. They're nominated 14 times. Look at that spread. They looked way advanced. Yeah. You look at the sportsbook odds, like they'd won the BAFTA. Like, they had swept most of the awards heading into this night. They had no reason to think this, and whoever the failsafe would have been, which I doubt is, which I doubt mm. exist, even existed, whoever that failsafe would have been to stop them from essentially... Desk to po- I'll, I'll call it the uh, the Kanye contingency. <laughs> I'll go with that. I, I don't think I think the Academy Awards are civilized enough that nobody has a con- uh, has a yeah. Kanye contingency, especially when the presenter names a winner, mm-hmm. an odds-on favorite winner. And the presenter is so well respected. It's not <sighs> like these two are like right off the turnip truck out on Hollywood Boulevard that they picked up. I mean, we're talking Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. This is yeah. I. I still, I can't believe it. I can't believe it happened. And what a crazy moment for them to be like, and diversity, and inclusion, it's and just, then for Moonlight to come up with an all-black yeah. like cast and crew, I was like, this is hot mess. Like, this is stuff that should just so, never have yeah. happened. Question. Yes. Do we think this was an intentional publicity stunt and or jokey thing? by the people who produce the Academy Awards on TV to get us talking about it, to get everyone talking about it. Look, I can't say whether it was or wasn't, but Twitter did literally explode afterwards. So if it was, well played. No, like, people want to be mad about it. I've seen people be like, I can't believe they would do this. Like, how awful. And yes, it, it it's awful for La La Land to go up there to think you want to start giving an acceptance uh-huh. speech for something you didn't win. Like, that leaves yeah. a foul taste in your mouth. On the other hand, it's a business and the Oscars have been flailing for a minute with, like, what kind of hosts do we need to get the young people? Do we need to get, like, the best people? Like, they're not quite sure what their tone should be. And mm-hmm. so if media, like, craziness is what they need, I think it'll work. I'll definitely be doing it next year. I don't know what kind of metrics ratings-wise they think they need. Because <laughs> for a show on Sunday night on ABC, mm-hmm. that's about as best as it's going to get. Like, yeah. if you're ABC and you don't have the Super Bowl... They don't have the Super Bowl. If you're ABC and you don't have the Super Bowl, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is live appointment, big deal television, triple, quadruple, probably, I don't know these numbers, probably a lot more than, like, let's say the Tonys. Yeah. Oh, definitely more than the Tonys. But it's the, I, like, so if this was a publicity stunt by ABC or Jimmy Kimmel or the production company Jimmy Kimmel comes along with or just the Academy in general, it's in poor taste and they're going to eat it. This whole week and for the next 12 months. Well, I have mixed feelings, you guys. Because, so from a personal standpoint, if this was planned, it was cruel. I don't like it from, like, a human level. They were up there. They were making a speech. It's It gives me the ickies, you know? Like, I can't mm-hmm. even think of the right word because I'm still in shock. Ickies is a good word. However, <laughs> I agree that it is a business. 
And it hadn't occurred to me that this could possibly be a publicity stunt even until someone here was saying it. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. it is a business. Do I want to be that cynical about the business? I don't know, but people will be talking about this for the next year. You want to talk about cynicism in the business. Moonlight winning is the antithesis to that type of cynicism. Yes. Because La La Land, which, among other things, was a white man's planning of musicals and jazz. Yes. Like, it was also, a, like, a not terrible film. No, I, was, loved like, La, I, I loved La La Land. I, I watched, watched it twice like, I loved La Tiff. La Land. I watched it twice at Tiff because I was like, they're like, you guys, you know, like, I want to see La La Land again. Like, I love this film. I don't think it was anywhere near best picture of the year. Yeah. Like, it's fun, it's a great homage, yeah. and it's cute, and it's all yeah. the things that it should be. And technically, uh, from a cinematography point, which we know that it won best cinematography, I was outstanding. Standing, like all of the special things that they were able to create within that film are wonderful. But as far as best feature, I was always with Moonlight. I thought the emotional depth which it like explored were mm. so much more vast than what La La Land was trying to touch. I, me personally, I thought it was a ri- I thought Arrival yeah, I was just of the Nine say that. of I the Nine Arrival. arrival. Had, like, you hated Arrival. Arrival had no support, but I loved it. I just watched it again for the second time last night. It was like even better the second time around. I predicted the ending in the first twenty minutes, and then the no. whole time I'm like, "Is you're, this what's happening?" You're a That's Rick and it? Morty fan. That's what that is. I just I, you're well aware what the multiverse is, and yeah. that a, that an alien being can see all of time in one thing. Like what I just described to you is what a lot of people who didn't get. A lot of people who didn't get um, Arrival don't understand yet or haven't felt yet, where they're just... But no, no, but it was, a, it was a twist and it makes no sense, where it's like, no, it's an alien species that sense. sees a fourth dimension. Yeah. Right, no, you, it makes sense to you, you just didn't love yeah, it. No, no, I just, I, I understood it. beautiful, too. Don't get me wrong. No, I, I just, thought yeah. the minimalism and subtlety I thought was a much better, I thought it should have won for best production design. The mm. way they use LED lights to light that just black and white space with just a little bit of some greens in between the cracks, it, it's a gorgeous, stunning, beautiful film. And the story just, I was the whole bored the whole time. I was like, okay, so she's gonna have a baby with that dude, right? Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're way... Sorry. So way past spoilers. <laughs> and it seems like in the chat, we have a real mix of people who think that, yes, this was a publicity stunt, people who didn't think so, and I have to take issue with Sky Patterson's Zootopia for winning. I know we're not there yet, but I was pulling for Moana all the way. Ah, so I know we're not there yet, but if you want to talk about my next upset of the night, I know it was going to happen, but (laughs) I We will get there. We are live. We are so live. I'm going to see what Steve Harvey's Twitter is up to. Yeah. You do that, yeah. Um, Let us know. In the meantime, of the other nine nominees, Mm. I... I thought Arrival was obviously best. I thought Hell or High Water was so good it couldn't possibly win best water picture. Was amazing, yeah, no. It was I call that the Toy Story pick. Yeah. Where it's although La La Land kind of fits that too, where the reason they went from five to nine is so that they could nominate films people may have actually right. seen. Right. Because what I was prepared to talk about before yeah. this huge intro about controversy and then they ran long and like everything yeah. was how tonight kind of confirms that there is a new genre of film. And it's Oscar film. And Moonlight fits the bill. It does. It's about a gay kid. It's uh, very Based on dramatic. a play, autobiographical, yep. diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Written, it checks like, all the Oscar boxes. It, it, it checks does. all the Oscar boxes, and that's not to discount it. No, no, no. But 
I've been saying it for a long time, and I think tonight really confirms it, that there's such a thing as an Oscar film. There's absolutely such a oh. thing as an Oscar film, yeah. I think so, but I think that that was obvious even in the nominees. If that weren't the case, we'd mm. see nominees like Deadpool making Best Picture. We'd see movies that were popular, but clearly mm. weren't the quote-unquote Oscar bait. Because I think that La La Land was Oscar bait. I think Arrival was. I think Hacksaw Ridge was. I you think, know, I think Hacksaw Ridge really was were. like... What? I like, thought it's such a it's such a subtle film. Like it, it's a great film. I love Hacksaw Ridge, but it doesn't like call a lot of attention to itself. It doesn't demand mm-hmm. like look at me. We're about like very sad, emotional, heavy drama things. Uh, um, even though it was it, it delivered it in such a subtle and gentle way, and then heartbreakingly at the end um, <laughs> that I, I was shocked that people kind of recognized it for even being the quality that it was. I agree. I also Hacksaw Ridge is within the Oscar genre, which I'll now call it, there seemed to be representation of all other genres. Because it's not unheard of for a comedy to win it just, or get nominated. It just rarely will. Whereas Hacksaw Ridge is the equivalent to like something like The Purge, where it's a very thinking man's Wait, action film or horror just, film. You just compared Hacksaw Ridge to The Purge? I did. Let's wow. have a better explanation. So, wow. The Purge is the thinking man's horror film. Mm. Hacksaw Ridge is the thinking man's, or let's say historian's, thinking person's, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of two women. <laughs> thinking person's action film. Okay. So it's expendables, but for the Oscar audience. Although, however, most people I've spoken that. to in the Oscar audience have straight up told me, yeah, I really liked Hacksaw Ridge, but did it have to be so bloody and gory and explosion-y? Like, Michael Bay was the... What? Whereas me, but those people weren't fans of action films, but they were fans of Hacksaw Ridge. That's interesting see, I don't me. think it's an action film. And actually, I think war it's more film. categorized as a war film, but I actually didn't think it was a war film at all. It didn't... I didn't think that the theme spoke to a war film. I felt like it was like a story that they happened to you put know in a war setting. I thought it was yeah. a story about following what's right and staying true to yourself, and it just so happened to be in a gory setting. Yeah. Related, Steve Harvey has not tweeted since February 22nd. I look forward to his morning <laughs> show tomorrow, I... where he talks about how easy it is to do that. Oh, Steve Harvey's going to be so happy he's off the hook. Like, no one can come slay on Steve Harvey anymore. It's done. It's over. And I love Steve Harvey. I think, like, he has such a warm and genuine feel. So when that whole thing happened, and if you don't know what we're talking about, he announced the Miss America winner. Or excuse me, not Miss America, Miss Miss Universe Universe winner wrong. And I just felt so sad for him. And to be fair, like, a less admissible or explainable way, whereas, like, he was handed an envelope... He was handed an envelope, or he was handed a, a card with five names on it, and then, like, it was really unclear whether those names were people who did or didn't win or deserve it. Like, it was, like, it was eliminated, 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 mm-hmm. and then once he got to the end, it was who's who wins and who's eliminated kind of uh-huh. a thing. This is even more, like, He's this is sure. even more yeah. explainable on Maureen Beatty's part of, like, yeah. they handed me an envelope right. that said Emma Stone La La Land. Yeah. Had they handed me an envelope that said Moonlight, I, I would have said it. I don't care. I'm an actor. I can read. <laughs> Come uh, on. Vital Singhani, I hope I said your name right, in the chat says, what do you guys think about Lion? It was such a wonderful movie deserving an Oscar in some category. Mm. I was shocked Lion got nothing, and I really thought, um, if you guys 
read the scripts for any of these. Lion had one of those scripts where, like, two pages in, you're like, I gotta know how this thing ends. Like, it's incredibly captivating and moving. And as much as I loved Moonlight's script, I, I really thought they were gonna give it to Lion, because Lion does deserve, it, it deserved some kind of accolade. Well, I loved Lion, and I actually, um, I'm not Indian, but I have been to India, and I love the country, and I love the people, and I loved the movie, but I didn't actually love it enough to be nominated in any of the categories. None? And actually, if any of them, I know Dev Patel was nominated. I thought Sonny Power, who who played uh-huh. the young boy, I thought he should have been nominated. I thought he was phenomenal. The rest of the movie, I thought, yes, it was good. Yes, it was well made. Yes, well, it made me cry at the end. But Oscar worthy, I just wasn't quite there. Something we'll get to about Best Supporting Actress is that for whatever reason, as a film, as an artist in a film, you get to declare what you are and aren't to the Academy. Oh, okay. And we'll get there when we talk about Best Supporting Actress, but that's part of the reason Dev Patel is Best Supporting, because he could have declared himself Best Actor, but he looks at the field, or his producers look at the field, or the people who want to rack up as Mm -hmm. many Mm -hmm. Oscars, which is just a stat to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's... it's, I don't want to say it's broken, but there's a lot happening to the Academy Mm -hmm. Awards. That make it the same old, same old. So this night was actually the first time in a long time it was not the same old, same old. So let's talk about every Best Picture nominee, and then we can work backwards from there because we've spoken yeah. about them. So I grabbed some sportsbook odds this morning. Mm. Arrival was 100 to 1, meaning you'd bet $1 mm-hmm. to win $100. I thought it was the best possible picture of the nine. Because I think film is language, language was the aliens, and... Mm-hmm. I tweeted a link. I tweeted a link that nerd like that, you're not on board. <laughs> you're not on board. I get it. That's fair. It's fair. We talked about Hacksaw Ridge. How do we feel about Fences? God, I love Fences. Fences is another where we have that Oscar checklist of like mm-hmm. it's a terribly dramatic story. It's a play. Originally, it was a yeah. play that they turned into a film. It had Denzel doing the directing and starring Denzel and Viola, who I think don't need two bigger like uh, actors of color at this point in time. Uh, so it, I thought it was a miraculous film. It definitely touched my heart. Uh, was not my favorite film of the year, but I liked it. I mean, it was good. I thought Fences was hard to watch. Because it was the themes were so mm. upsetting. I thought Denzel Washington's performance was so amazing. His best performance I think in years. I'm still shocked that he didn't win that. I will never get over this betrayal Oscars. <laughs> ever. He was so this phenomenal. One? This is the one? The, the fact that, that Casey won over Denzel, no, I'll never get over it. I mean, Denzel had tears. He was and he and Viola Davis had both won Tony's for their roles in this mm-hmm. on Broadway. So I mean they were into this. As far as being the best picture, I think that for me, it also has to be something that resonates. And it was so hard for me to watch Fences because it was so upsetting, mm-hmm. because he was so cruel to his son. It was too difficult for me. And because so as it a result, was a play, it was I a think pl- I couldn't. It was a play shot in one house, own. other than like a, a trash truck at the front. Mm-hmm. Like from a production standpoint, I had a lot of issues with Fences. From a writing standpoint, they were from a writing and an acting standpoint, they were just working circles yeah. around everything else. Mm-hmm. I value the cinema beyond... Like, and I understand the the power of Denzel directing it himself and then winning Tonys for these roles. But, but Denzel's not the greatest director. If we look at his directorial career specifically... I think, mm. as a director... As a director, I think it made a lot of sense that he directed pretty much a one-location... Yeah. A one-location play that was then adapted to be a film. I thought it was wonderful as that. I didn't... When you're talking the best picture, the best... 
overall cinematic piece, I didn't actually think it even belonged here. No, not for best Especially picture. compared to Moonlight. Performances-wise, sure, but, like, cinematography wasn't quite up to snuff. We weren't the, getting a lot, like, sound design-wise even. Like, it just, it just was, it was a great, it was good to see those two doing the film. Like, I'm glad the film got made. No shade against it. Best picture, I don't think so. Back Color in High my water, day. on the other hand. Back in my day, movies like Fences would just be nominated would just be nominated for actor and actress, like just be nominated oh, for the actors and actors. Like, like my week with Marilyn would be a good example from five years yes. ago. Wonderful film, set piece for a lot of different actors. Yes, and it, when nominated, that's all it got nominated for mm-hmm. was costume design, production design, actor actress kind as of it stuff. should have been. Mm-hmm. Fences struck me as disingenuous in that way. But you got to get those nine though. Let's. We have to jump right into Best Actress. Yes. Which, there's no real surprise there with Best Actress. We all pretty much knew going in it was going to be Emma Stone. Mm -hmm. And the Oscars being the Oscars, you're not awarded just for the role you just did. Right. You're awarded for your career. Mm -hmm. Which is so weird because for Emma Stone, and whilst I love Emma Stone, she's had, Mm -hmm. she's done really fun movies. Uh, The movie she, every movie she's done with Ryan Gosling is amazing to me. Of course. Um, but I was like Isabella Huppert? Huppert? I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm American. Huppert. Um, Huppert. Yeah, she. I, I thought she could maybe upset, but having seen La La Land and the moment where uh, she gives her audition, the very famous audition mm-hmm. scene, yeah. uh, there was no doubt to me that she was going to win in that moment. She started clearing at festivals very early, where she was getting award after it award was, after award. It was pretty obvious she was going to win. It was pretty obvious. And if we go by the sports betting odds, which I kind of wrongly on the undercard of this went with today it was pretty clearly going to be her it was one to seven odds on her the way to deal with sports betting odds is you you're betting the number on the right to win the number on the left so you would bet seven dollars to win one dollar on emma stone and everybody else was to one 16 to one seven to one 16 to one 10 to one I have no idea what any of those numbers mean, but I was kind of going <laughs> for Natalie Portman and Jackie because it's not, again, it's, I agree, it's not that I don't think Emma Stone did a good job, but I wasn't feeling like it was completely just there, and I guess I wanted to spread the love a little more, and for me, that was Natalie Portman. I thought she did an I, amazing job in Jackie. I agree Natalie Portman was the best actress of these films. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the Oscars, you have to talk about what do you think... Oscar voters think. But she's well-loved by the Academy she as well. Is. I mean, she And I think Jackie was one of, I think, seven or eight when it came to screener season mm-hmm. that were all roughly the same 18, 20-month period in the 1960s. The Founder, the thir- or a 13th. Like, there were a mm. lot of films that were roughly the same part of the 60s. Yes. And I also think her performance was the thing we can all talk about from this yeah, film. Yeah, that's pretty much she it. Was, yeah. Well, she and costume it, design, yeah. but that didn't happen. Yeah, but you, uh, to me, like, if you're going to do Jacqueline Kennedy, like, of course the costume design <laughs> is going to be super. Like, I expect you to come with the A game for the costumes for that. But I don't leave Jackie with any, like, great feelings of, like, oh, everyone must run and see this movie. Yeah. And to me, that's the, the catalyst for what a great, uh, for best picture the Oscar should be. That's that's a yeah. really good point. I like that. You're right. And and I agree. The only way I'd say run to see Jack is run to see Natalie Portman. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but, now you can walk. 
<laughs> Take your time. Did you guys have this little feeling of hope that Meryl Streep would win only to find out if she would complain about this dress thing oh my in God. her speech? Do you know what I'm talking about with this whole dress controversy? No. What is the dress controversy? Okay, the dress controversy started a couple days ago. She had a designer doing a dress for her. Her people changed their mind. The designer came out and said Meryl didn't want us because she did only she pays for, she wants people to pay her and we don't pay for people oh, who wear dresses. Okay. Meryl's people were pissed off. There was this huge article they said I've been nominated a record 20 times. Mm-hmm. What are you making this the story that has now defamed me? It's gone all over the world. This isn't a, an apology. Make me an apology. I mean, she was upset. Understandably. Here's the thing. If you're going to dress Meryl Streep, you would pay for the honor. Like, she's going to wear your dress. She will probably say your name several times and you're on Meryl Streep's body. Don't come for Meryl. That's just stupid. That like, people who want to start sad. a beef with Meryl Streep, like the most beloved yes. woman on the planet, like maybe calm down. I don't know the story, but if they had initially agreed to design it for her, and then it became a matter of price, as professionals, that's incredibly unprofessional of them to to then out it. Yes, like if I came to you for your services and expected you for one amount, and then you mm-hmm. wanted another, and I went. I actually can't afford that. I'm going to have to go another way. And then you tweeted about it. Yeah. I'm never going to do business with you again and anyone like me. The story is like, no, it's it's like if you went to get a dress and the dressmaker said, like, you wanted the dressmaker to pay you for wearing the dress. So the the dressmaker was saying, Chanel said... She she only wants someone to pay her to wear mm-hmm. their clothing, and we don't pay. Again, it's Meryl so, Streep. I know. But, no, no, but like it's deal in terms. Mm-hmm. If I make a deal with you, and then we want, then it fall, winds up falling apart on the terms, and I don't say anything publicly, but you do. You're the Either asshole. Way, yeah. you're, like you're the one. Like we made a deal, we didn't arrive mm-hmm. on terms. That is eighty percent of business. Yeah, it's not right. And granted, I'm. Basing it, I'm right on hearsay. On TV, TMZ and Harvey, right. if you will, just kind of grabbing at what I know and I think, and trying to like form a full opinion on a story that I don't, I didn't do the work for. Uh-huh. But of what I've heard of it, that's how it feels for me. Um, a couple of folks are asking where Natalie Portman was. Natalie Portman is pregnant. Very, very, very incredibly pregnant. pregnant. We saw her in the Mean Tweet segment. The she, mean tweet segment where she they, they said that she looks like somebody who would order um, a tea and a hot maybe water, some toast. a hot water with lemon <laughs> and maybe a salad. Yeah, and then they pan out to show that she's incredibly pregnant. She and Beyonce will be resting until the babies have arrived. Like it's going to be fine. Those when babies is, are going to be the greatest. Yeah. When is Natalie due? Is she due now? Maybe she's having an Oscar baby. She looks close, I but I have due. no idea what her If I were is. a human, I would not want to be associated with the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a human, I like that. But like, <laughs> if that was a new human coming into the world, if like I were born, if I were born on an Oscar night, especially from Natalie Portman, and thirty years later I have to explain <laughs> the Oscar night I was born on, I would not want it to be this one. I Last year'd be fine. Actually, yeah, last year was okay. Last year, last year was, okay. was fine. But this year was a mess. It happened. I just... It happened. It was wonderful. They they all got dressed and clapped. So was, Raul Flores yeah. is saying, you guys got it all wrong. Meryl Streep's people told Chanel she may wear them for the awards, but may choose from a list of designers they had. Someone came out with a rumor that Meryl would only. Well... Yeah, no, that's what we were saying. That The yeah. rumor was that Meryl would... They wanted someone to pay her. Meryl's mm-hmm. people said, no of course, way. Like, that's fine. That... As far as I'm aware, AfterBuzz is doing a fashion segment, so I think we have to kind of... <laughs> <laughs> wrapping up the dress portion. I'm pretty sure AfterBuzz is going to cover this in depth tomorrow. <laughs> I did not 
think Meryl is deserving of a nomination. I actually did not like Florence Foster Jenkins at all, but I was a little curious for her to win just because I wanted to see if she'd address the controversy. But uh, Natalie Portman is who I was rooting for, to be honest. I I was also rooting for her as like a merit thing. <laughs> you gotta when it comes to Oscars, you gotta you gotta wipe your hands of merit. Yeah, I just thought there could be an upset though. I thought there like I don't know. I'm still shocked Viola Davis didn't put herself for that. Her company didn't put her in this category because I feel like if Viola Davis had been in the Best Actress category, she still would have won. Do you guys think that's uh, true, or do you think she needed to be in Best Supporting in order to I win? I think Best Supporting was a lot weaker this year, and yeah. that's what either her or her people were going for. It makes me so sad because it totally robbed Naomi Harris of the best supporting actress she totally deserved. But that's the... I, that's what happens with the Oscars. Absolutely. You just now, said. Naomi Harris won't have her best performance of her career next year or five years from now, and she will win Best Supporting or Best Actress mm-hmm. because she didn't win Best Supporting Tonight. Yeah. And you can trace that lineage 50 years. Yeah, that's true. It's well, the I mean, Oscars. That, and that's what people said like, with Denzel and Training Day when he won. Uh, yeah. Win and, uh, for Training also, Day. we can jump into Best Actor now. We're talking about Denzel. Um very few people win three Academy Awards. Truth. Especially actors. Mm-hmm. The most recent I can think of is Daniel Day-Lewis, and that was for Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Daniel Which, Day-Lewis only does, like, star-studded performances. Exactly. Like, Daniel like, Day-Lewis. only gets the best from Daniel Day-Lewis. Every point, 20 years. <laughs> had only ever done some stuff. If we're going by sports books odds, yeah. sports book odds, this was the race. Yeah. If you were in your Oscar pool, if you were trying to predict what happened in the Oscars... This was the race, and the race was between Denzel Washington and Fences, who this would have been his third win, mm-hmm. or Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. It would be 4-5 to five odds versus 21-20 to 20 odds. Once again, mm-hmm. you're betting the right side to win the left side, so you would win 1-20th or 5-4ths your money, which both of which heavy favorite, especially when everyone else is to one. Mm-hmm. Denzel does not win. Shocking. Shocking. Casey his performance Affleck. was amazing. I, like I said... I thought Fences was a performance film mm-hmm. that in my even idealistic world of the Oscars, which I understand are a little broken, think Denzel and Fences would be a performance film. Best actor, best actress, best supporting, some production design, no cinematography, no writing, no that mm-hmm. like. So to see him nominated here, this is where it actually belongs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going down here. There's a lot. And look, I can't, like, Casey Affleck's, you know, shenanigans outside of his acting can be discussed at another time. If we're just going to base it on the performance, I, I can't really be mad at the Academy. <laughs> I know I said I would never forgive them. But it's hard to be mad at them <laughs> because Casey Affleck does give a stunning performance. Like, um, some people said, some people I know who have depression have talked about how this movie got it so right, how accurate it was, um, how hard it was for them to watch this movie because it felt like a reflection. Um and so it, it was an honest to God, like really close race, and I, I get it. I'm still shocked and upset that Denzel didn't win, though. I really feel like yeah. we've seen Denzel, you know, kind of bounce back and forth. He's done some good movies. He's done some just very basic, yeah. okay movies. But here, he gave a performance so outside of the typical Denzel performance. Mm-hmm. I really thought they would award that um, because, yeah, similar to, to an actor like Samuel L. Jackson, you kind of wind up playing like Samuel L. Jackson in some films, winds up playing Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, just with a different haircut every time. Like, Denzel Washington <laughs> in some films winds up just playing a Denzel Washington in this place. This did not happen in no. Fences. No. Fences, he played a guy, like... 
And that could be actually why I didn't like it, because I love Denzel, <laughs> like, with a passion. Like, I met him once, and I was like, I love the preacher's wife. And he was like, my daughter, too. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe that's part of it that I was like, I want my Denzel. I don't want this guy. I want, like, nice, fatherly, preacher's wife Denzel. So <laughs> I, I like this Denzel. I like the raw I think it's hard to do rage that is believable uh it, most people will fly right off the handle and go to a place that is completely uh ridiculous and kind of cartoonish almost but he kept it so in check he was genuinely terrifying and then to have him in scenes with Viola Davis where they're giving that great back and forth and they're both totally uh giving each other what they need to get to the next level I, I loved everything about this performance so I mean I guess congratulations Casey Affleck <laughs> I know I, I feel, feel bad about yeah, it good job. Uh, three things to yes. just talk about the memes of the Oscars because I'll jump into it right now there are a couple memes surf- surfacing of the Oscars first of which is uh, Gary Allen Cole from Chicago Gary Allen Cole my new hero my spirit animal truly um, there was the segment where Jimmy Kimmel pretty much hijacked a Starline tour of tourists mm-hmm. who were touring Hollywood happened to be touring the Oscars and then he convinces them that the Starline tour which does end on Hollywood Boulevard it does end with uh, Madame Tussauds, which is right next door to Dolby Theater. Mm-hmm. He convinced them, and he had Starline Tours convince all of these people that they were going to Madame Tussauds. They were not going to Madame Tussauds. They were hustled into the <laughs> they were hustled into the front part of the front row of the Oscar ceremony and got to interact with all of the actors. It was incredibly viral. Uh, one of the things that went viral was just Gary on Cole in general, like everything he did. Another of which was a woman holding a selfie stick. Who got to meet Ryan Gosling? Gary Allen's fiance. Who shook her? Who shook her hand and then whispered something into her into her ear, where she had a very shocked look on her face. Yes. The meme is going around that you can put anything I in Ryan Gosling's responses. <laughs> you can just anything Ryan Go- anything you want Ryan Gosling to say. The one I tweeted tonight was I voted for Trump. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> in a meme. <laughs> It works so much better with the picture because her face is her one face of is like, what? <laughs> Why? As, as any human who thought they were going to Madame Tussauds and wound up at the Dolby Theater with Ryan Gosling, oh like it God. makes complete sense. God, perfection. And the other huge meme tonight is um, Warren Beatty holding up an empty envelope yes. and then you putting whatever text you would like yes. over that over that envelope, whether it be Suicide Squad or Bill Pullman or... Thank you, guys. Anything. It's amazing. Uh, I thought I had a third meme in my mind, but I'm sure it'll come to me. Also, the way I wound up there is that that a couple different news outlets, including Backstage.com, have confirmed that he was handed Emma Stone's envelope. Okay. That is confirmed by multiple news outlets as of this moment. Like, within the last five minutes. Okay. Okay. They've confirmed it. Someone's been fired. No, I... Someone has... Whoever has made that mistake... It's not good. For better or worse, has likely been fired. And that's the reality of where we live. It sucks... It sucks it happened. I feel like that's not even just the reality of where we live. I mean, that's a pretty big screw-up in any industry. But I have to say, like, I'm happy because the thought that this would have been done on purpose is so sickening to me that -hmm. they would mess with people's emotions that much. To me, doesn't say that it wasn't on purpose, though. Just because he wasn't in on the bit doesn't mean that somebody didn't orchestrate the bit. So I don't complete know. with a straw man that'll be fired tomorrow, similar to the ball boy yes. in, on the New England Patriots. Yes, exactly. God, I hope not. 
Also, uh, Star Drew in the chat corrected me. Ryan is Canadian, yeah. so he did not vote in an American election. That does not stop how funny my tweet is. It, it is still hilarious. My tweet is still funny. It is. Um, I mean, he's married, so he might be on. I don't know if he's got American only citizenship. Only if he wants to be a citizen. Not. As of now, I don't think he's Is a his citizen. wife American? He's, Eva Mendez, yes. Okay. Yes. So they have that's two a, children now who are good, also Americans. That's a good question for later. Can Ryan Gosling vote in the election? Married to the blonde chick. Like Which Lively. There you go. Oh, wait, did I screw them up? They are both like identical. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. No, I think Gosling No, you got them right. You got it right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know, they look the same. <laughs> Do anybody else think the, the bus tour bit? I thought at first I was like, oh, God, I don't want this. This is going to be so silly. Instantly sold as soon as they walked in. They're, to see their faces be like, oh, my God. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Okay, we're here. The one guy seemed very unhappy to be at the Oscars. He was like, I'm yeah. not dressed for this. I <laughs> yeah. don't know why. There's one guy in the back who had like on a backpack. There were a like, couple people who felt just uncomfortable. I uncom- don't want this to be on national television right yeah. this they're, second. They're just, they just felt naturally uncomfortable because right. while we're talking while we're talking about it and a lot's gonna come out about this Oscars this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do we think those people were central casting? Wow. And to to explain it to everyone else, Central Casting is in New York and Los Angeles, a very big casting company that pretty much if you have ever acted in LA, they sub as both the pretty much as the payroll company, mm-hmm. but also the casting company for any type of background. My so, initial thought was you have to sign things to get your for them to use your image. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you, that you didn't tricked, sign some paperwork on the bus and not read it. You could have tricked a whole tour sometimes. worth of could have easily happened that way. Uh the, some of their reactions seemed very genuine. If they are, I look forward to your acting careers. Uh, particularly <laughs> the other couple that we saw. Uh, I, I do not know their names. Jewel- right? the jewelry ha- and Jerry. I think yes. It was, it was like jewelry and then a normal name like Justin or Chris. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's a name. That's... Sir, first of all, all names are names. If you have it, it's your name. Um, but but <laughs> her look when she first walked in was like, what is even going on? I like. I thought it was cute. Whether it was central casting or whether they were actually shocked and surprised to be there, it worked The for segment me. was exactly what it should have been. Yes. Either way. Which so is I, the most important part. And I actually did not have a chance to see it since I was at the party, but I feel like I would really like to, although that is where the cynical side of me comes in, saying that I do believe people are always cast. I That's fair. You, so. That you think, I wouldn't be surprised if this morning there were a Craigslist ad or a straight up actual, <laughs> or a, or just a straight up enough people in this town to take Hollywood tours that I would not be shocked mm-hmm. if there was something to that effect of we're casting right. a tour bus, like we're yeah. giving away a free tour bus and then they screen these people for a week. And I look forward yeah. to Gary Cole's like amazing acting career and the work that he's going to do <laughs> that, because that guy had me in stitches. But they weren't going so by, they were not going by merit there. They were going by <laughs> who will, who will make this segment exactly what this yes. segment yes. was. Because you could fall off the turnip truck and sign up and still, yeah, like, give it yourself was on still, YouTube or something, Gary. I will support I, you. I will kickstart your career. Let's I started looking for his Twitter. <laughs> Because he had his phone out, like I assume maybe if he was periscoping or Facebooking live, Facebook living, like if you were one of the first people to retweet that, like right. that's I'm an cons- avalanche of impressions. Totally, I'm concerned that he'll be like a uh, red sweater guy from the town hall debates, where later Ken on Boone? we find out, yes, Kenneth we find Boone? out he's like a crazy person. And we well, shouldn't have idolized him at all. <laughs> well, speaking as a redditor, if you do an AMA on Reddit, make a burner account for it. Yeah, that's true. You don't want people to know how you live. You don't. But we're going to move on from Ken Boone. (laughs) Um, Let's stick with the acting categories. Let's jump into Best Supporting Actress. Yes! Viola, even though I really felt... By the way, we had a pretty active Oscar pool that I, given everything that's happened tonight, 
I do I did not have the time to grade yet. So I will grade <laughs> it, and there will be a tweet for whoever wins it. A lot's gone down tonight that I have not gotten into it. Man. Viola Davis. Yes. Whether it was her or production company or management or the production of the film, decided she qualifies for best supporting, which on ensemble cast, that's a legitimate claim. Yes, it is. Yes. She was the odds-on favorite to win. Like yeah, there was yeah, no, there's no yeah. question. Uh, unfortunately, I really felt like, gosh, Naomi got close. Naomi was so close, and and Michelle did a really great job of just blubbering everywhere. Like I, <laughs> I, I say that with like crassness, but truly, she's she, she's a joy to watch every time. She really goes all out, but. My, Viola just to show 19 years of heartbreak and heartache in such a convincing way to immediately transcend me to this time period I, I it's well earned it, it is definitely well earned to, to run down the category real quick I think Nicole Kidman can get Nicole Kidman can get um, a nomination by being Nicole Kidman mm. in a wig in a movie that's nominated for other things, and that's not to discount she her in any way. She got nominated for Paperboy, so yes, you're absolutely like, right. They nominate Nicole Kidman. That they nominate Mal Streep. They nominate Nicole yeah. Kidman. There are still, even after tonight, there are still some concrete. Charlie Theron solid, will continue to be nominated. Charlie Theron will continue to show up at the very least. <laughs> she could not make a movie in 2017. She will be oh, here yeah. this time next year. Um... I'm going to have Spencer for Hidden Figures is the last one. Okay, I have something slightly controversial to say. Please. Oh. I didn't love this category in general. I think that Taraji P. Henson should have been nominated instead of Octavia Spencer. I if agree. we were going with yes, one person absolutely. from Hidden Figures. I love her. I think she's a chameleon. I think she's amazing. And so she was the most deserving. I thought Viola Davis was good. Mm-hmm. But I... That was my overall feel. Unpopular opinion alert! Unpopular opinion alert. That was my overall feel. I didn't love any of the women in this category. I would have gone with Traji P. Henson. Yes, I went with Viola Davis, knowing that Traji wasn't there. Yeah. You didn't think Naomi Harris? Naomi Harris did her all three of those different time periods in three days. I think she knocked out her entire role in three filming days. She was good, and I thought that Moonlight was beautiful, and I thought the the boys were like all three little Sharon and mm-hmm. big or black they were amazing but she was good but amazing like Oscar worthy oh, no. I just I wasn't there for when her. she slaps him and then she's in all bathed in all of that red light right before she goes into the room I was mm-hmm. like that's it right there like that's the Oscar and I prom- if Viola hadn't been in this mm-hmm. office it- in this category, it for sure would have gone to Naomi. I think if she hadn't been in this category, Taraji P. Henson would have had a nomination. No, I think if anything, she did the exact same thing Octavia Spencer did, or someone for Octavia Spencer did, with, or someone within Fences, which is mm. nope, three women are the star of Fences, so they are all Best Supporting Actress instead of one. Maybe the woman who mm, who had I a child so. play her at the very first scene of the movie yeah. Yeah. might have just been nominated for Best Actress. Yeah, yeah. I think Taraji gets, was Actress. That's what and, I think, too. Yeah. Similar to how I think Dev Patel or the gentleman or the younger child playing... Sunny Power. I think they would have qualified more for Best Actor. So mm-hmm. it already gets so muddled and confusing. It, is, it does. Um, I also think, if we're airing controversial opinions, I think Michelle Williams <laughs> did a wonderful job. I do, however, think she had minimal screen time and had such, for lack of a better word, scaffolded character. Yes. They pretty much wrote a character for her to come in and knock it out of the park. 
in this current format, there's no other way to describe it's that or deal with that. It's very similar to her role in Blue Valentine. Like, yes. almost identical similar uh, to the point of, like, I want to be with you, but I'm not sure that I can. And now I'm in tears. And again, she's the best at doing it. Like, Michelle looks she so was, good. I don't want to take anything away from her, but maybe not this role. She was my favorite role. part of this film. Absolutely. Like, and part of that is because you, like, they literally put in a third string pitcher. <laughs> they put in a terrible pitcher to throw the pitch. That's only going sixty miles an hour, specifically so she can hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I have, wait, I don't understand. What are you? It's what's the role was uh, it, the role was, was made easy for her. It's it's not it doesn't it, when it didn't challenge her. She didn't have to reach. We didn't see her do anything she that she hasn't show, done before. She didn't have to show up every day. They were shooting Manchester by the Sea. Like there were a lot of reasons that don't discount her and don't discount her performance, but also. Well, yeah, if you gave me such a well-written character before I ever show up, I'll do great, too. Oh, we have something happening in the chat. Uh, Zarlas Ghani says, guys, Emma Stone just said in her interview backstage that she was holding her envelope with her name the entire time Best Picture was announced, oh, God. proving the stunt was fake. Now, others, Tiffany says there were two envelopes, one yeah. for the company and one for the winners, which doesn't surprise me because I know sometimes yeah. they'll take very yeah. nice pictures afterwards the of the open envelope. So there could be two. It'll be very interesting to see where that information goes. That's interesting because I didn't know there were two envelopes. I thought there was one. It goes to the winner. I've never and heard, of two, never heard printings, of two printings. And I swear yeah. you've never heard of two like, official like. Right. Open printers. Deadline is reporting what Emma Stone is saying. Oh. I was holding the best actress card the entire time. Meaning But there could have been a mistake that like a second one was printed. There, there was likely That's a second one. So he did genuinely have the I don't second know how one. it's done, but I wouldn't be shocked if they printed five or nine for every category. Like if you're mm-hmm. nominated, there should be an envelope with your name on it that is then decided by the accounting firm. Oh, so no one else knows. So no one else knows, like, Mm -hmm. the people. So that I don't know how it's done specifically, and this is actually one of the first years they didn't talk about it. (laughs) I'm starting to tinfoil hat a little. (laughs) That's true. They usually have the guys. They're literally, like, they have a... I'm from Schuster, Schuster, and Blaine, and this is the thing. But they never explain this with the envelopes. We have a new question for them. However, it is consistently the most boring, and I didn't miss it until this moment, (laughs) Until. the one year they don't tell us is the year we need to know. <laughs> Imagine Mel Gibson getting the Oscar for Hacksaw Ridge and all of a sudden the black man taking it from his hand. <laughs> oh my god, that was from Peter Yasef. Thank you so much. I, mean, Yasef. Oh, I mean, Mel Gibson's more anti-Semitic than anything else. Truly. He'd be upset about anything. He just... dropped the end bomb a couple of times in that drunk police video. No, I'm so not. You just never know with Mel. I'm he, saying he isn't he's racist. I'm saying. Anyway. So, so big question. I mean, Ellen T says apparently there are multiple copies of the envelopes, but for the stage managers, okay, is it? Oh no, never mind. It, I had a new theory to defend the show, but the no. information we have as of the second, which literally deadline four minutes ago, had an interview with Emma Stone that yeah. refuted something we had just said. <laughs> the information we have at this second leads us to believe <gasps> there no. was a second envelope yeah. that was given to Warren Beatty. If we are believing Emma Stone, that she yeah. kept her envelope, which if I won Academy yeah, Award, I would yeah. never... Cry it for my cold dead hands. Yeah, yes. I would never give you that envelope back. Yeah. So that there's a second envelope that must have gotten confused or mixed, mm-hmm. whether a stage manager mixed it up, a stage hand mixed it up, or a producer straight up planned it, is yet to be determined. Oh, oh my, my heart God. is pitter-pattering. 
This like, is, I don't want them to have been that cruel the, to those people. That's just I just so live for the cruel. drama. Like, no matter I, what the outcome is, this, I like, live for zeitgeist moments, and this has been thrilling to watch. This is an incredible, like, a true zeitgeist moment. Mm-hmm. Like, as you said, so, like, the Mariah Carey nipple. Not Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson. I, mine, Mariah Carey was just the lip syncing in the ears. But also, but also very valid. Yes. That is also, maybe I just want to see Mariah Carey's nipple. I mean, <laughs> that's maybe that's where that came. I was not thinking Mariah Carey New Year's Eve at all. I was, I thought nipple and worked no backwards. With that. She's a beautiful happens. woman, Steven. I also appreciate her mind, her emotions, and her thoughts. So, can we talk about Best Supporting Actor? We're just going to go actor. Right we're, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, let's do it. Because most of the recaps I'm reading can't... Catch aren't, aren't, yeah. Well, aren't telling me in the way it happened, so I can't work <laughs> backwards from them. So I'm just going to kind of jump into Best Supporting Actor, how it was listed. Yeah. Um, this one was not much of a race. No. No. Thank you. Everybody kind of knew Mahershala Lee was going to win. Uh, from the get-go. I was not shocked at all, but his speech was very powerful and good, and I liked that. Um, who was even... No, who else was nominated? Well, Deb Patel was nominated for yeah. Lion, which you would I would rather argue he or the child that played him earlier in the film would, would have been nominated for Best Actor yeah, instead yeah. of either of them being nominated for Best Supporting. Jeff Bridges was nominated for being Jeff Bridges. Also, yeah, Helen, yeah. Heller Highwater was great. Like, it's where in, did that even come from, though? No, that he was movie. amazing in that film. That film was amazing. He's... Worthy of a nomination, but... Mm-hmm. But you weren't going to win, bro. You, he wasn't going to win. No. 25 to 1. If I thought he would win, I'd bet on it. It was 25 <laughs> to 1. Uh, Lucas Hedges. Hodges. Hodges, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 40 to 1. And oh, then no, Hedges, we had it? Michael Shannon at 15 to 1 for Nocturnal Animals, not uh, Nixon Elvis. He was Elvis. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> that was... <laughs> He played up. Never mind. Right gonna, my head. It, it was so another sad. interesting category, and I agree. I think Mahershala Ali was automatically the hands down favorite. Like yeah. I never even the others were fine, but I also like Jeff Bridges, Heller Highwater. It was sort of like, where did that movie come from? No one's talked about. It. Sort of like with Viggo Mortensen. Yep. Like yeah. no one. Like that movie came out of nowhere, and I think same for Michael Shannon. Like good, but like this was the nomination from Nocturnal Animals. Really, but, it just I, I don't know. It didn't. I thought Moonlight Mahershala Ali. If we're talking sure. my idealistic idea of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think the actor, best supporting actor, actress, like all the acting categories should look not like this. I think <laughs> that four of the five were nominated for best picture. I think in my ideal, something like Fences shouldn't be even considered for best picture, mm. but could sweep supporting, supporting actor, um, actress. Yeah. Like that's, because there are some films that have incredible performances that aren't by themselves a best picture. Yes. But sometimes the performance will outdo the picture entirely. That too. Yeah. And and much like you say in Fences, like I was surprised uh, the eldest son didn't get nominated from Fences for Best Supporting Actor. And again, when you have things like Jeff Bridges, who was essentially leading Hell or High Water in this category, it makes it kind of challenging mm-hmm. uh, for that. Michael Shannon is a stunning actor. I hope he gets his Oscar soon because he's, he's been in so many bit roles where he just shines and illuminates the screen. That'd be great. But Marshall Ali's table scene, the second this one, was, it, yeah. it was it was over after that. Like, when you see, mm-hmm. like, a tough grown man, like, weep over a child, I was just like, well, okay, you win, sir. <laughs> you win. That was stunning. Um, 
Sky Patterson in the chat. Marcella Ali for John Stewart. Green Lantern 2020. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> and I wouldn't even please. mind like a Moonlight sequel with more of him. I thought that he and Janelle Monet were amazing. And not that I wanted a different story than Moonlight, but I feel like a sequel about their characters now because I felt like there was more to hear about there their characters. There was definitely more. And, and the small amount that we saw of them, mm-hmm. their relationship outside, yeah. outside of what we saw on screen was so well built and mm-hmm. constructed. You understood who was chief in their relationship. Hint, it was not him. <laughs> the, the way that they kind of talked to each other, the way they kind of gave these little eyes, like, put make them a couple and put them in a new movie. Yeah. I will watch it. Even their interactions in um, Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. when she's, like, urging him to go talk to um, Taraji P. Henson's character, was just, they're so much fun. They have a good dynamic on mm-hmm. screen, and I'd like to see them again. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah. It was... This category. This ca- it was this category. I also yeah. love him in some other stuff. I've seen him, obviously, Nick Cage. Uh, obviously, Luke Cage, not Nick yes. Cage. That would be... But Nick Cage was also great. <laughs> I would watch. If Nick Cage were a Mar- were an MCU miniseries on Netflix, I'd watch that. You know that. his name was based off Luke Cage, right? Really? He came up with the Cage portion of his name because he really liked Luke Cage. I, I love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that a lot. Right? That's pretty <laughs> special. I didn't realize I could learn more about Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy! (laughs) So I loved him since uh, the forty four hundred TV show, which was years ago, and he was great then. So I'm glad to see that he's getting popularity now. And I think I came into him in House of Cards, where I was like, "Oh, he's amazing!" He was amazing. So let's jump into film editing. Yes, this was an upset that like nerds like me had everything else gone how we thought it would. Would have been talking about this, would have been talking about sound editing, would have been talking about a lot of the littler stuff. Yeah. But something happened up top that we were... <laughs> like, two things, actually. Actor and picture happened up top. Yeah. That were just so insane about... Uh, it was Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, Moonlight. Mm. Hacksaw Ridge wins. Not La La Land, which had the record 14 nominations. Yeah. Which was crazy. I I I still, man, I don't even know. Ugh. Here's my problem with Hacksaw Ridge winning acting. As much as I love the film, and I, I, I do. I think it's a very sweet film. I think that um, it was passionate, and, and I could see, like, it's clear Mel Gibson cared about the piece, and I think a lot of that is what makes a good film. Mm. The first hour of this movie could have been easily chopped down into ten minutes, and I would have appreciated the film as a, on a whole so Wait. much better. No, I loved the first part, and they're I, awkward, geeky romance. I love so the long. geeks, and they were so cute together. Forget no the one war cares. part. It didn't matter to the story. I no, the everything. movie didn't even need the war. That wasn't even the point of the movie. It was about the him. The whole point of the movie is the fact that he no. did this I, huge, courageous thing. Like, the whole hour of build-up of, like, he's a nice guy who doesn't want to fight, but he'll try if he has to. And court-martialed, and oh my god, like, Hollywood Force love story. Like, it was just Braveheart over again, and I didn't care for the first hour of this movie. <laughs> Best part, but I was rooting for Arrival. Everyone, what I say? I everyone talks about La La Land being this, um, what do you call it? This controversial, this this controversial uh, nominee, at least among our circles of yeah. people debate it. I think Hacksaw Ridge really fits this. Yeah, like moving forward, I think we're going to have these discussions about Hacksaw Ridge forever. Of like, was it a good movie? Was it a best picture worthy movie? Was it this? Was it that? Mm. I really, really liked Hacksaw Ridge. I liked the pacing. I like. Whereas most of the people I talk to who are more or less Oscar people mm-hmm. that would have followed the Oscar genre, if yeah. you will, mm-hmm. 
their complaint was there was too much blood, gore, and action at the end. And see, that was the only part that mattered to me. I was like, this is awesome. Like, the huge, like, sneaking around, the, oh my gosh, trench warfare is one of my favorite aspects of history just to read about. Mm. You have a lot of, like, um, uh, uh, like street smart kids writing what turns out to be this very gritty poetry or prose about what it is to essentially be buried alive and then also having to fight for your life. It, it's beautiful in its tragedy and I thought it was really filmed well here I, I thought the, the violence and the gore was appropriate for the war that it was depicting I just didn't care for the front half of it which is so funny that is really no I thought I thought in typical action movie parlance because once again like something like the Expendables I don't actually like because you have to at least with me you have to earn that second half agreed so that with Hacksaw Ridge I felt that was a good point of earning the second half it was blood. It was gore. He picked up a gun. He debated it. Like just short. You had 20 all minutes. those. You still had an hour and a half film. It still would have been full feature length time. I think they should have. It up a bit. I think they should have. Edit, I think they should have cut down some Hacksaw Ridge too. I just thought it was different parts. Never leave the gore. <laughs> I, so I welcome you six months from now when we have Joelle's cut of Hacksaw Ridge and, <laughs> and my cut of Hacksaw Ridge, and then we'll have a cutoff. I'm all about it. that. <laughs> Kaufman's Ridge. Um, oh, but for God. real, this was also <laughs> this was also Oscar bingo in the sense it was war film, patriotic, mm-hmm. um, based on a true story. Got this, some good Christian ideals in there. There's a level of that. Also, it's a Mel Brooks film that it's in the, ilk, it's a, in the ilk of the Passion of the Christ. It's a pacifist. It's an incredibly violent film about a pacifist. Yes. That I, I stole that from Honest Trailers. Everyone know like everyone saw that Honest Trailers. I can't. It's a great Honest. I can't act like I didn't hear that first. <laughs> hear that from them first. But I, I enjoyed this film. I'm going to be outspoken that I thought Arrival was much better. That's fair. I thought Arrival was just a much superior film in all of these categories. I just don't have the time to. <laughs> I don't have the time to rant and rave about how the Oscars aren't about merit. Uh, I do think when it comes to amazing. editing, I think Hacksaw Ridge should have been should have been the winner here however if you had bet on hacksaw ridge it would have been you would have gotten five to one on your money uh i would have if i was a voting member of the academy i think i would have voted for hell or high water in this category i i thought particularly the shootout scene at the end was so well edited the way they built suspense using uh going from scope to the wide shots where you can't really see anything to these very close-ups of the faces where you're just not sure of what's happening until it happens, and then your heart breaks in a million pieces. I love this movie. Um, <laughs> I would have voted for editing here because I wouldn't have voted it for anywhere else, and I thought the editing was done really well, and none of these really stand out as like, my God, the editing, you know, for mm-hmm. me anyhow. So, we're going to run through them a little. Let's get to Best Director. Best Director was between Mel Gibson, who directed Hacksaw Ridge, yes. who... I will say that was one of the more disappointing moments for me of Hacksaw Ridge was when it said directed by Mel Gibson because <laughs> I went because I'm I'm a weird soul that I like to have seen all the Best Picture nominees yeah by today yeah. I'm also a human with a job yeah, sure. and stuff to do so the way I do that is mid December based on the buzz and the gold, like some of the awards and like what I think I'll compile my own list in December and start watching that list and Hacksaw Ridge was on that list. And because I know if it's likely going to be nominated for Best Picture, I don't look into it at all. So I walked into Hacksaw Ridge completely blind, which I do think helped helps my understanding of a lot of these films versus others. Agreed. The most disappointing moment for me was, oh man, 
I really like this movie, and now Mel Gibson was. Now I know Mel Gibson's the director. And yeah, I'm, I know Hollywood I'm not supposed to like him. Mel Gibson. Hollywood clearly forgives you if you're he's, Mel Gibson. He's, yes. they're, they're over it. They're like, it's okay, Mel, come mm-hmm. back, which leaves me feeling a little weird. But, you know, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know, again, if we're going to remove the personal lives of these people and look at them just on artistic, you know, merit, mm-hmm. as, as Oscars say they do, though we know they don't. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I, it, it, the acting was pretty good. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything this gory, I think, since Saving Private Ryan, although someone told me to watch Saving Private Ryan again. It has been maybe three years, and they're like, you'll feel differently. Um, uh, I would say Passion of the Christ is more gory than Saving Private Ryan. I feel like Mel Gibson specializes in gore. I feel like Mel Gibson I don't has, him anything I think, either. I think Mel Gibson has cornered him. the market on marketable, watchable, gore? talked about <laughs> okay, right on, right on. Gratuitous would be another word you'd use. Yeah, I, I, uh, Kenneth Longhorn, who did uh, Manchester by the mm-hmm. Sea, uh, again, valiant effort. I didn't think you were going to win Best Picture. Can he win Best Director cameo? Because that was amazing. <laughs> Wait, where was his cameo? I missed um, it. The one scene right outside the attorney's office in Manchester by the Sea, where they're like, he is pretty much. Plat, like he's pretty much it's dropped on his lap I watched it this morning it, it was pretty much dropped on the Casey Affleck character's lap that he has to look after this kid now yeah and he walks him to the car and they're talking about well we gotta sell the boat we're moving to Boston so we gotta sell the house like this and that and this and that and he was like well I, don't I get a say and he's like no you're 16 you don't get a say and he rightfully stands up for himself to which uh, Casey Affleck was like do you want me to beat you down right now and there was just some dude walking by who was like oh great parenting bro that's the director? And that was Kenneth First of all, yes, he should get, uh, Because yes. that's next level Hitchcock, whereas Hitchcock would never say words in his own mm-hmm. film. This is, uh, this is what our world needs yeah. from a director cameo. Dennis uh, Villanueva, who did uh, Arrival, again, as you said, it's a great film. Uh, cinematography was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I think if Academy voters knew how much Arrival cost, <laughs> he'd be the winner. Easily. But he'd be a default winner. Yeah, I mean, gosh... Uh, the the white screen room is kind of the main sticking out point for me mm-hmm. for Arrival. The idea of the way they showed aliens, the way they were able to do non-humanoid figurines, and usually uh, people go to alien uh, to bugs to make aliens. Yeah, They're like well we'll get antenna, like, and they were like, no, none of that. They're like, smoke a, people. Yeah, they're squiddy smoke. They were people. like octopi. It's amazing, like and yeah. and I think that kind of vision to be able to communicate that vision of something we've never seen to a cast and crew, and then make it visible and make it real um, and tangible is an exceptional mm-hmm. skill. Um, but our two, the two people that were really debated down against was Barry Jenkins and Damien Chazelle. Um, I was, of course, voting for Barry Jenkins. <laughs> this is his first film in eight years. Um, it's a stunning, stunning portrait. Um, but I was told myself I wasn't going to be upset if Damien Chazelle won because if you look at the cinematography for that film and you know what, like, as far as timing a day out to get those shots, even with the budget that they had, even though they were working with a major studio, it's exceptional work. I I would say it was Dennis hands down. However, I think Barry Jenkins has a much bigger claim to this than the winner, Damien Chazelle. I think Damien Chazelle, this is his third film. Mm-hmm. This is his third film, uh, Whiplash, of which, correct me if I'm wrong, was nominated for both Best Picture and Best Director. Yes, I believe so. I'm- correct me if he wasn't nominated, because I know... We're in the year of ten. We're in the year than mo- the year of more than five. Mm-hmm. That director. That's not always a guarantee cause mathematically, mm-hmm. but like it's his third film. He had the like the money came through, and like there are a lot of things to be said about La La Land. 
but to say like oh he did a better job than the moonlight director or the arrival director is a hard it's a hard pill to fl- but also he wrote it but so did Barry Jenkins it you go back and forth on stuff like this and yeah absolutely and this is the stuff they want you to get it like this is the minus hopefully not faux controversy yeah here's why I give it to created Barry- or created or curated con- controversy yeah. this is the stuff I watch the Oscars for where it's Absolutely. like the literal debate of the five people you told me yeah like well what does that mean and here's why I think I w- here's why I gave it to Barry Jenkins is because he wrote the third act of Moonlight and if you haven't seen Moonlight prepare for s- small spoilers Moonlight uh, the way it's dissected is it's one person's life told by three different characters at three different points during this character's life. So he's like uh, youth years, his uh, teen years, and then his early adult life. He's maybe like 25. Um, the 25 year old part, um, it's he, there's this conversation at the diner that he has with an old lover um, where they're kind of catching up and everything. The play ends after they leave the diner. That's the end of the play. Originally. Okay. I did not know that. Barry Jenkins picked up a pen and wrote a, the most poignant, beautiful ending. And it's the kind of ending the the playwright is fairly young. I believe he's in his early 30s. or I believe Barry Jenkins is in his mid-40s, early 50s. Um, it, it comes from a perspective of somebody who, who's lived a, a while. Somebody who understands, you know where you really are at 25 that that I want to feel connected to something and yet I'm still trying to figure out who I am and that last scene is so heartbreaking um there's a moment where the character says uh you know I have no one's ever touched me since you mm-hmm. and like all he wants to do is be held and it's the most yeah. beautiful poignant moment and it wraps this whole film up not in a neat bow but it just brings it all together and it's so perfect I don't think there's a moment in any of the other films that really touches this moment and because it came from the director and then on top of that was the scenes were directed so beautifully I honestly feel like Barry Jenkins he just earned that award well, but that's also the division of labor and the, con- the not yeah. the controversy but the discussion which is if the writing is the writing is a job and then directing as a job those jobs are honored separately tonight speaking of which writing best adapted screenplay moonlight was nominated alongside arrival fences mm-hmm. lion i have not said hidden fences yet that's good yeah, that's and gonna hopefully happen. you won't yeah. no it gonna won't happen. i believe in you <laughs> um once again i thought to be able to conceptualize something on the page that you can then get to see like arrival yes please Fences was an adapted screenplay. It was also a posthumous nomination. Hidden mm-hmm. Figures, Lion. Moonlight wins. Still shocked by that. I, I, I thought Moonlight was... Uh, Over La La Land, which, if we're going by betting odds, mm-hmm. 1 to 20. You would have to bet $20 to win $1 mm-hmm. <laughs> on La La Land. 8 to 1 on Moonlight. No, I'm looking at the best director You're- stats. Never mind. <laughs> You're talking Moonlight won for best adapted. Best adapted screenplay. Right now? Okay. I'm still shocked Lion didn't win. I, I just thought Lion was, uh, again, just as a screenplay, not as a whole film, but if you read, if you get a chance to really read and dissect these screenplays, Lion is exceptional. It leaps off the page and it demands that you finish the script, which is really mm. hard. It's, it's the goal of all screenwriting, but it's such a hard thing to do to really hook someone in in five pages. Um, and the other scripts are, are really solid. I mean, <laughs> Fences is when Tony's for its writing. Like, it, it's a, an amazing script. Uh, and then for Moonlight, I'm I'm happy it won. Yay, Moonlight! You, you deserve all of the awards. Uh, but still, kind of shocked that it, it, it's out both Lion and Hidden Figures, which 
It's pretty. It's a pretty good adaptation. Yeah. And see, but, this is where I wanted to support Moonlight the most because some of them, like director, I was very, very torn. Moonlight here for best adapted screenplay is where I was rooting because me too. It's so amazing. And the correct sports book odds. The <laughs> and, sports books were on your side. You would have to bet seven dollars <laughs> to win one dollar <laughs> on Moonlight. Everything else was to one. Uh, the second best was Lion, then Hidden Figures, eight to one, ten to one, forty to one, fourteen to one. Fences arrival. Mm-hmm. So. If you were trying to make that money, this was not the category. There were a lot of categories this night, more than I can ever remember. And I've been following I've been following the Oscars alongside sports betting and like collective wisdom for about 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I can honestly think, like, wow, that wasn't <laughs> like like usually you'll have three of those a night. Like tonight we had like six. That's amazing. Six or seven of those where I'm like, I that Nobody thought that would win. I also feel like this is the first year, like, usually the controversy is surrounded by the host. This is the first year where I really feel like the wins and, and, and losses are the highlight of the drama and the controversy. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, and I think they did a good enough job tonight without whatever happened at Best Picture. <laughs> that just some of the upsets or the surprises that happened tonight were enough. For your base, if you will, your base audience, for mm-hmm. the three of us to really like, wow, I didn't think this would happen or that happened, or yeah. like, fantastic beasts, I agree, but what? <laughs> the, but we had to start at the top because of how they did things tonight, yeah. how mm-hmm. things went down tonight. I think also what's interesting about this year in particular is last year, and Steve and I did the Oscar um, yes. show for After Buzz last year too. Last year we had the Oscar So White controversy yes. and the big hashtag. And this year, like even just looking at our adapted screenplay list, like look at this really great diversity. So now instead of having just a simple discussion about like, okay, the films were good, but what else do we have? I feel like we can debate some of these things better because we have a more well-rounded list of films to look at. We're not looking at something that's all identical. Yeah, we yeah. certainly we certainly improved our our picks. And, we expanded and the Oscar genre, yes. if we will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you will, the Oscar genre now includes people of all colors. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who knew? People of crazy. Some colors. We've got a, we've got a lot of black people, but no I, Asians. Yeah, we're, we're the Asian people. Well, we got Jeff Patel. We have Atlanta. Yeah, but yeah. It, okay. it would be nice to see even more yes. diversity. And and I don't mean just in like because this is like a lot of Black Americans, which you know, yay. But also you, you've got a whole like you know. You have immigrant stories, yeah. you have just from separate cultures, so mm-hmm. there's still a lot more diversity to be included, but we have made great strides since last year, um, mm-hmm. and no matter what you think of the nominees this year, there's a lot to debate. Yes. Yes. Which is why I love doing this show. Me too. Yeah. Um, we're on writing, let's go to Best Original Screenplay okay. for writing. Those nominees were Hell or High Water, mm. La La Land, mm. The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Woman, let's be honest, have either of you seen 20th Century Woman? That one I did not see. That's, and I'm not trying to be a hacky Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. No, I had it right. Jimmy Kimmel esque. Jimmy Kimmel esque, mm-hmm. where like he had two jokes in the monologue, too many mm-hmm. about like I've not seen your film on like a Best Picture nominee. And, like, yeah. I don't, there's a level of professionalism to me that I can't wrap my head around. I'm like, but you're hosting the Oscars, so though. Hopefully, you saw them, I or you're, at least pretend you don't have like, to even yeah. see well, them. You're not deciding the like, awards. Is, Just don't talk about it. Whereas 20th Century Woman is where you place that joke yeah. of like. Let's be real. None of you saw this. I'm sure it was wonderful. None of you read this. <laughs> well, unless you were a screenwriter, but that's different. I thought The Lobster was a delightful film that got a little... Didn't get as much love. No, I'm still... Sh- I really thought The Lobster could be the upset this year because in watching it, it reminded me so much of In Bruges mm-hmm. and its weird 
offbeatness that still somehow made sense and worked. Um, I, I was reading for the lobster to win in this category, and then if it didn't, I wanted Hell or High Water to win. Hell or High Water... <sighs> Y'all, if you haven't seen the movie, I just so strongly recommend you do. Not just because it flips the idea of the retired police person. You you get at the beginning, like, I'm too old for this. Yep. And the you whole time off. you're like, I know exactly how this is going to end. And then they shock you and it doesn't yep. end like that at all. And it's brilliant. But on top of that, if you've ever visited the South or if you're from the South, they encapsulate that uh, culture so well. There's a scene with a waitress guys the writing in that scene is so phenomenal it's so good i either the lobster or hell or high water could have won and i would have been really happy although a movie like the lobster or hell and high hell or high water the honor is being nominated that is true because if you look at it by the odds it's 20th century woman then the lobster then hell or high water and then it's four to six for la la land so a little more than one to one and then less than that two to one or one to two, so you bet two dollars to win one dollar on Manchester by the Sea. It's all but a lock that it's Manchester by the Sea, and it was. Yeah, I guess whatever. Okay, I can't follow the betting, but in this category, <laughs> in this category, I would have rooted for La La Land, and that's because, well, I didn't think they deserved all of fourteen of their nominations or even all seven of their awards. This is a category where I think they were deserving. I thought I, it was a beautiful script, and I thought that. I loved that the story was not just... I, I know people felt like it was different ways, and if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry, slight spoilers, but it didn't feel sad to me. It felt reflective of we all make different choices in life, and it's not to say our other choices are bad. It's just you Manchester or La La Land? No, La La Land. I'm telling you, this is why I yeah. loved it. And so I, I think... liked that it wasn't looking back and saying you made the wrong choice, that it's just like this is the other road, and it's good too, and sometimes we look back longingly at the choices we didn't make, so it's a good I sentiment. loved La La Land for I, that. I thought of all, the, of all the nominations and wins that La La Land had tonight, I thought this was the most fitting, because it is, for better or worse, the most original thing we saw this year. La La Land? The little On homage paper. to classic Hollywood films? In the modern The most time, original? I... Moonlight was most I original. I can't walk that back. And they weren't even original. <laughs> no, because no, it's an adaptation because it's a yeah. play. To me, I can't walk that back. I thought yeah. La La Land was... No, I... <laughs> I'm not going to walk that back. I'm just going to realize I may have... the screenplay. No, if we're going to look at, at most... Like, I can understand where some people were like, no, I thought it was the best script for... Uh, but it's a category it's best original and to me original should stand out as like something we've never seen before well, although origi it? original means you wrote it yourself I you wrote it that, without a base but I also feel like the lobster is the most original like it's actually the, the more I think unique, about it most most like telling a story that you haven't read before uh it and it looked at love like it bothered my friends who are in love. Watch this movie with a couple, and then watch it with single people. Very different reactions. <laughs> Hilarious. Like the couples were like, "Oh, I don't like this. Is so disturbing." Yep. And I, I feel very upset. Whereas single people were like, "No, I get it. No, this is what love looks like. This is the exact picture." Well, but this is what this is what it looks. This is how I feel in my own society. Yes, exactly. And like, I thought that that was such a brilliant way to look at it. Just because we're not literally cast out. Yeah. Doesn't mean we don't feel that way as yeah. as single people. But I can do whatever I want, so it's good. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I mean, talking about this and right, interpreting differently single versus with someone. And that's what I think is really interesting about the movies in general, mm. because depending on our own experiences, that's of course what we bring into that. And so that's why I feel like it's so hard anyway. Like we talk about best picture. Well, the things that spoke to me, for instance, 
in some of the nominees are totally different from what spoke to you guys. And it doesn't <clears> mean <throat> that my experience is better or worse than yours. It's just that's how we can determine what's better by what spoke to us the most and what themes stood out to us to mo- the a most. Very subjective well, vote. Yes. In, the, in the monologue, he said, reach out to someone who doesn't agree with you. <laughs> So, I am at Steve Kaufman on Twitter, and if you do not think Arrival was the best picture of those nine, I will have I will have an honest dialogue with you as a human. That I, seems reasonable. That's an incredibly reasonable statement and request of what did you not like about Arrival? Well, Art Master Austin Prophet wants to know if we can explain the ending of Arrival, and I don't know if we quite can with this time, but I would love to explain it, and I know Steve is also <laughs> brilliant, like loves this movie, so yes, Here's reach out to us and we will it. explain the ending because I can we explain love it. it in one sentence. Time is a flat circle. Well, so if you go back and you just watch the movie in a circular motion, you will understand it. It becomes very clear really fast what's happening. There's Basically tweet us. We'll yes, just, please. We, we would have, love we to have a lot more to say. <laughs> we all have our... That can be confusing. I think there was a character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last season who explained the fourth dimension <laughs> that I think made the most sense to me for this film, which is we're three-dimensional beings. We can't see the fourth dimension. If the fourth, dim- the fourth dimension is time, if a being can see the fourth dimension... We literally won't understand their language or their words or how they they look at you and see your whole life. So, and you can't understand that because you're a three dimensional being. We're gonna move on. I feel like I. Kay Windsor, you're adorable. Sorry. <laughs> We're gonna move on to best a, a best original song. Okay. This was um, of the 14 nominations that La La Land had. Two of them were in this nomination, and I heard at least three people this morning whether they be radio DJs or internet mm. hosts, say, will La La Land go 14-0? and 0? No. No, they, no. they won't. That they would have been like they a, were, some sort of miracle. Well, that Oscar miracle. That would have been an Oscar tie, which don't happen. Because they were nominated twice for one category. Well, we can't do it. You win once. Yeah. So 13-0 was the best they, they could. could do, yes. Unless Steve Harvey or Warren Beatty were giving out the award for best original song. <laughs> um... Best original song was Audition from La La Land, which I liked more than City of Stars from La La Land. Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, which was performed up top by Justin Timberlake in this incredible... Just the most average of pop songs. I mean, the performance yes. was incredible. I liked the way that everybody was dressed up, and so it was kind of hard to tell at first what was happening. And I, it was like, fun. Oh, they're in the bit. It's cute. Did anybody else want Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel no. to be dancing offbeat? To that song, and that's, how they, and that's how they introduce him. I was at the party. I didn't see it, but I was rooting for Moana, you guys. I don't know. How far Every, I'll go by Moana. Just in general, why didn't people love Moana more? It makes me so sad. I agree with you. And this would have made Lin-Manuel Miranda the youngest EGOT winner ever, which is when he won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. And that's why I was mostly, well, not just that. I really felt it was a stronger song overall, like composition-wise, mm. feelings-wise. Guys, I was crying in the theater at this. There's no joke. Whereas I like... I love the song City of Lights, but I'm not quite sure if it's a best song. Like the, it's just a very simple melody. Can I point out that super uh, cute? Can I point out that John Legend's performance of both of those songs was a lot better than the film? Was it? I see. This is the one part uh, of the show I missed. Was John John Legend's Legend performed a pretty much a medley of City of Stars and the audition and audition, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it as a song way more 
from John Legend <laughs> ripped away from the actual film. Man, I'm going to have to watch this now. I didn't like La La Land, and I've been very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I feel you're trying to hold back your disdain. No, we're, we're past Best Picture. I, I can't like even... We're, I've I've successfully moved past it. But I almost I, wish La La Land would have won so I could have seen you just pop off on it. <laughs> Like, and I feel like you would have ranted and raved a little bit if it had won. And come Agreed, here. but th- we had but we way bigger things to talk about <laughs> on Best Picture than the, be- than the actual Best Picture. Uh, City of Stars wins. Okay. Wasn't a big shocker to anybody. No. So, yeah, Best Original Song. I will want to point out that for, five, for many years, Best Original Song did not have five full nominees. And this year it yeah. does. Well, two from the same movie. And Still, it was a musical. Still, yeah. last year, or like in the past five years, I think this is, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in the past five years, this is the first time it's been a full five best song category. This certainly sounds about right. And I still feel like there's some gimmies in here. Like, Can't Stop the Feeling. Y'all really thought it was going to be an Oscar winning song? I don't think so. They thought Happy would be an Oscar winning song. Okay, Happy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Happy has a 24 hour music video. Don't start the opera Clearly, there's some passion for Happy. Yeah. There are some thoughts versus, about Versus Let It Go. Uh, Let It Go was terrible, and I would have burned that song to the ground if I could have. Me too! What an awful song. I think now's a good time. In the top 20 of Disney songs. Like, if you were to rate all Disney songs, it would be way at the bottom. It's terrible. So I agree. And all she does is shout. I literally am friends with, like, 20,000 music teachers, and they were all like, I I don't even know what's happening. Sorry, we've lost it. Sorry. (laughs) I I made the initial mistake by bringing up a film film that did not happen in 2016. (laughs) However, we're going to move on to Best Original Score. Um, Mm. Let's be real. If you're a musical nominated for Best Picture, <laughs> you're gonna win Best. Score. You have the best score. It's done. Period. End of story. I will say Jackie had an incredible score. I will say Lion had an incredible score. I will say Moonlight had an incredible score. I would say Passengers had an incredible score. Had I seen it, I would have seen it. Had I thought it was nominated for Best Picture. It. It's an awful film. Yeah. Um, Wait, Passengers? Yeah. It wasn't as bad as people said. I thought it wasn't amazing, but yeah. it wasn't bad. It, it it looked middle of the road. It was fine. Like. This wasn't it a big shocker to anybody. It had production design, yes. and I wish it had been nominated for that. Because it was. It's one of some of the best set pieces I've ever seen. But my God, what an awful story. Um, but it was nominated for best production design, I was believe. Was it? Okay, cool. Yes. Am I wrong? Um, I thought it was. I believe it was. We'll get there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, La La Land, I, I, well earned, you know? Yeah. I, it, it's well earned, fun... like, this is the one where it wins. It's supposed to win. The musical yeah. should win a best original score. You didn't. Sound mixing, you. sound editing, yeah. costuming? I don't know. <laughs> Original score? Yes. Okay. That was an original score. It was. You scored a whole film, including musicals. Like, it's actually kind of an unfair advantage. Also, Damien Chazelle's old college roommate did the score. I just feel like this is a win for both of them. They're really cute. They've been working together for a long time. And I'm glad he won this award. I'm glad, too. We can jump on to Best Cinematography now. Let's do it. Speaking, we talk a lot about Oscar snubs and then Oscar makeups and this and that Mm -hmm. and this and that. You can't tell that story without talking about Martin Scorsese. You cannot. Martin Scorsese directed Silence, which only had, correct me if I'm wrong, one nomination tonight, which was which here in Best insane. Cinematography. I haven't seen it yet. I would imagine it was shot well. It's Martin Scorsese. It's beautiful. Also in Best Cinematography is Arrival, La La Land, Lion, and, and here's Moonlight. where I wanted to give Arrival an award. Here's where I was like, <laughs> look, it's time. Remind me the name of the director of the cinematographer for uh, Arrival. It's... Um, Gosh, she's doing the Han Solo movie next. Ooh. 
Uh, God, we I can't remember his name. He's an amazing cinematographer. He shoots some of the best. Like, I have a real penchant for how you shoot skin, and I don't mean just uh, tones, but a lot of times you'll see greens pop up in cinematographer stuff, which is hideous and ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows how to light all types of skin um, so that they're just luminescent on the screen. Um, the way, and again, I think I mentioned it at the top of the show, but if you look at Arrival's sets, uh, especially in the white screen room the walls there are dark gray and they've got these grooves in it he went in and instead of trying to light like you normally would from outside he's like I'll light from inside the grooves and stuck little LED lights meticulously in Mm. between these little lines to give this nice a very subtle very light glow which for me makes that whole room just just pops off the screen Stunning, stunning work, and I feel you've, like he got ripped off a little. You've keyed me up for um, a joke m- many of us have on set about <laughs> directors of photography, which is, why don't you give a director of photography a cigarette? <laughs> so it'll take, him, it'll take him all day to light it. Ah, but I'm ching. <laughs> I like that. And Bradford Young. Bradford Young. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to his work on the Han Solo Project. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Han Solo Project. So <laughs> La La Land wins for Best Cinematography. That's no surprise it's by the not. predictors or the experts. It it's one of those things where it's on merit you're like well Moonlight was looked really like they all looked amazing yeah Oh, see, and this is where I would have ordered Moonlight again, because, mm-hmm. so, this is actually, I do weekly movie reviews, this is actually one of the things I talked about in my review of Moonlight, was the cinematography. They had a lot of shots that I loved, where either the camera was in the center of circle a circle, and looking out in the circular pattern, or looking in, lots of circular movement, there were some beautiful shots, like Mahershala Ali was smoking a cigarette and walking away, and you saw the smoke hit the camera from behind. Mm. I thought there were some... the young boy when the mother's just cursing him out there and everything amazing. goes really foggy. Those they do these really amazing mm-hmm. close-ups all throughout Moonlight and it's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But La La Land, I you kind of figure it's gonna win. If you, <sighs> they have a lot of behind the scenes shots of the setups they were doing, and they were pulling off like really technical shots with their lighting. You have a lot of scenes where lights will just flicker on, or um, for example, mm-hmm. the audition scene where it's dark and then bright and then dark and then bright again. Like it, they, they did a lot of technical stuff. The pool scene at the top with yeah. the camera that's like rigged to go this way and then back and then flip up. And like there was a lot of one take stuff there. Like yes. I'm not gonna discount anyone in this. Not in this. In this, I just do think, and we've I've exhausted this point. <laughs> I think Arrival was just better on a lot of different categories, including this one. But La La Land won. It was no shocker. There were some shockers. Yeah, this not was a not shocker. it. We should jump into the short world. Let's go with short film live action. I feel bad because I have not seen. I don't think I've seen any of the shorts. I, I've only seen the Pixar short. We, I think we've all yes. seen. I think we've all seen. That went with Moana. We've all seen the Pixar short. I know that the uh, best animated short, or the the one that was also nominated, oh, you're right, Pearl. Wrong. Okay. I know Pearl was shot in 360, and I love 360 in VR, mm-hmm. like cutting edge technology. And I love something like that to get nominated. However, I do think uh, it was between a bunch of films most of us have not seen. Mm-hmm. Animus Interiors. Please correct my French later. La Femme et et les. TGV, Silent Nights, Sing, Time Code. Time Code was a comedy. Time Code was amazing. I apologize. I did see that. They showed it at my school. Stunning, stunning film. A little upset I didn't win, but that's because it's the only one I saw. Sing wins. Uh, this was this was a race. Mm. As it usually is, because nobody really has seen these films, and the most <laughs> Oscar voters have don't, haven't seen these films. They don't know. Um, oh, sad. Let's jump into Best Documentary, Short Subject. 
It was between Extremis, 4.1 Miles, Joe's Violin, Watani, My Homeland, and The White Helmets. The White Helmets is on Netflix. Mm. Um, I think it was the odds-on favorite, and it won. And great speech from the people. I, I like that they had the standing ovation. And uh, it's always great to see documentary film winners win because they're so connected to their subjects who are real people. And so it means more than just their win. It means that some average person or persons is getting their incredible, exceptional story told. And so it was exciting to see these guys win. Um, we're just kind of kind of yeah. run through some a couple movies a couple movies you haven't heard of tonight like Deep Deepwater Horizon or Doctor Strange were nominated for visual effects. <laughs> Wait, Doctor Strange was that? No, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange <laughs> was nominated for visual effects alongside the Jungle Book. Cubo and the Two Strings, which was also nominated for best animated feature, which mm-hmm. makes a very funny, interesting mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. of how can you be nominated for the animated feature and visual effects. Also, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jungle Book won. Shocking I no one. Loved the Jungle Book. Yeah. Love that this happened. One kid acting with like eighteen, like nobody's, like no one was there to <laughs> literal, be there. Literal lack of people. Yes, uh, um, it's crazy good. I think we're talking pure merit of just the job of director, regardless of the overall film mm-hmm. and what people thought of it or think of it or sure, think sure. of it. I think John Favreau for the Jungle Book should be involved in the top ten conversation. Absolutely, of one of the best directing jobs of the year. Yeah, because like it was literally a green and blue stage. In downtown Los Angeles, and it was him and like one kid, and then like a bunch and of like voices. And like an eight-year-old kid who hasn't been acting for very long, and to convince me that there's an entire jungle there, you did it, bro. It was amazing. He nailed it. Yeah, not so much in my book. Really, like, I thought visual effects, yes, but I didn't love Jungle Book. I didn't love the kid. I hate to say it Ooh. about a kid. I didn't love Ooh. the kid. I didn't love the movie. Um, I did interview John Favreau recently. He's really into vi- uh, virtual reality stuff. Yep. But and but Mod-cap and didn't love because he the next one up is the next one up is Lion King. He's working on Lion King and Jungle Book too as well. Wait. I can't wait for either of yeah. those. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Get James Production. Earl Jones in the studio to record his I also now. think... <laughs> I wonder... Because the line has been blurred because these categories have been the same for so long. Visual effects versus production design. When it comes to something like Jungle Book. Uh-huh. Yes, the visual effects were amazing and believable because it was a believable giant mm-hmm. bear. Uh-huh. But production design... was done in a computer. It, it's hard, man. There's not a lot of like, physical construction there. But you did I, design it. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like some, you could argue a film like Zootopia could win best production design because yeah. the actual production design of it. Right. A lot of the films I'm talking about were not nominated. Arrival was nominated. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was nominated. Hail mm-hmm. Caesar, a film I was mm-hmm. in, was nominated. La La Land and Passengers. Yeah. Uh, La La Land won. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, surprising uh, no one. If you talk to a lot of animators, they're convinced one day there will be no animation category because every film will have so much animated aspects to it that it would be silly to dif- try to differentiate between them, which is a reality and a feature that I look forward to greatly. As much as I love practical effects and he- like fleshy human beings on screen, uh, <laughs> Avatar kicked open a door that says we can do anything we yeah, want. We and can it's pretty do exciting. anything, and the actor will still exist, and it'll still be real emotion and real, mm-hmm. real cinema. Um... I thought Fantastic Beasts was the best production design mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it when we talk about best costume, when we talk about some other stuff. Animated feature. We already talked about Kubo and the Two Strings. 
Moana, which I thought was wonderful. My Life is a Zucchini, yeah. The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. The Red Turtle is the most depressing animated film you'll ever see. Do not take your kids under 12 to watch it. That's fair. I thought Zootopia should have been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, if, if only to shine a light on these other four and then give something like Storks a chance. Uh, and, and because I thought it was, at the moment I watched it, it was the best film I had seen up to that point. And like it, it still breaks a top twenty, if not a top ten list for most critics. Like it was a wonderful film. Was a fun film that is on Netflix, and so I've watched it a bunch. <laughs> like whenever I'm like a little upset, I'm like, I'll just pop in Zootopia, and it is a nice feel good movie. I like the story, but for me, it's hands down Moana, mostly because it's for me great. Animated films are great animated musicals. <laughs> I will almost always choose an animated musical over every other animated film. And the music is so fun and catchy, and uh, it's so bright. And then, oh my gosh, the goddess. Uh, the scenes with her are, are visually stunning. Uh, and Zootopia just didn't have those moments for me. The city's size, yeah. cityscape was cool to look at, but... Uh, compared to some of this other stuff, no. Moana, you guys, was amazing. Like, I cannot say enough good things about Moana. Okay. And apparently we don't have a lot of time to We're talk about Moana, but it was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a movie that the Disney can be proud of and that women and young girls should be proud yes. of. I loved it. Uh, sound editing and sound mixing got split for the first time in a very long mm-hmm. time. OJ Made in America won Best Documentary, partially because it was four documentaries. It was amazing. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them won for Best Costume because they thought that's what production design was. Um, <laughs> Suicide Squad for Makeup and Hairstyling. Flip a table, I will never acknowledge that this won an Oscar, ever. Ever, Just ever, I don't care. Let the sentence sit, sink into nope. your brain. No. Academy Award winning no. film. <laughs> no. Suicide Squad. No. Jared Leto was amazing. I feel like his role as the Joker is the most you. divided. I know. I, I know. Like and some people agree. Some people don't. No. That's the beauty of movies. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, Has nothing to do with the category they actually won. Um, but I think two travesties happened to makeup <laughs> and hairstyling tonight. One of which they only had three nominees instead of the traditional yeah, five. Why? The other of which Suicide Squad, guys. Against Over Star Trek, which had 50 original alien designs. Like, I just... I, Over... What? Um, we should end on a positive note, guys. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not alone on the side of the table after my <laughs> comment that I like Jared Leto. We should end on a positive note. I spent all night talking about Arrival and how it wasn't getting its due. Mm. Sound editing. Arrival had proper sound editing. It sure did. La La Land had terrible sound editing, and it didn't win. The sound good. mixing. Sorry, sound mixing. As well, and I think that's a good place to end it. That Arrival <laughs> is a great film. La La Land won most of the nominees, and no one's going to talk about any of that. <laughs> Everyone is going to talk about the Steve Harvey of it all, the Warren Beatty of it all, the two envelopes of it all. And by the t- by this time tomorrow, we will have a much more under we will have a much bigger understanding of what exactly happened. I look forward to reading the hot takes in the morning. Yeah. I look. <laughs> I'll be up a little late tonight, kind of yep. sifting through what I can know. I'll t- I know some people at that theater. I'll text them. In the meantime, <laughs> starting to my far left, Zoe, where can the people find you on the Twitter? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RealZoeHewitt, that's Z-O-E-H-E-W-I-T-T. You can also find me on YouTube where I do a weekly movie analysis show, and you can find me here at AfterBuzz on Monday nights heading our Shark Tank after show panel. 
Hey guys, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique and every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. I'll be in Las Vegas doing Clexicon this weekend, so if you're over there, drop by and say, hey, I'll be at the Black Girl Nerds booth as well as hosting three separate panels. Um, you can find me Wednesdays doing The Magicians, which is like my favorite show on TV. Sundays, where I host uh, Star Wars Rebels, which is always a really good time, so check it out. Um... You guys can find me on Twitter, at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I do not have nearly that much to promote. I will be <laughs> doing the finale of Suits this Wednesday here at AfterBuzz TV. I also do a lot of other cool stuff. I tweet about it regularly, so look out for that. Thank you all so much for joining us here for the Academy Awards, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye, Bye. guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Uh, see you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.